Cynic Empowerment! Last time on Cynic Empowerment. Oh, hey there, Mr. Pig. Uh, how should I spend all this money I'm supposed to use on these children? I think we should spend all this money on going to Disney World ourselves and not take any of the sick kids with us. They're consulting me with the best way to have a good time this evening. Hey, I'm rich, y'all. You can go eat a fat little Debbie snack cake. All right, welcome everybody. This is Cynic Empowerment. My name is Jimmy Horn. And I'm Tim Carpenter. Welcome everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. What does it take to sway an opinion one way or the other, Jimmy? Could I convince you? Breeze. A breeze? That's a breeze. Oh, sway. What if that breeze? What if it was? <laughs> what if? What if that breeze was powered by billions of flapping little pieces of paper? Oh, I. That's probably where it comes from. That's it, probably. That's probably where the wind comes from. I believe it. It absolutely does. Yeah, and it's it's funneled out of the pockets of many wealthy individuals. Yeah. It affects all the decisions that you little plebeians make. Yeah, it, day of your godforsaken lives. Every goddamn day. Uh, so, Jimmy and I, of course, are going to be talking today about uh, campaign financing. Oh yeah, nothing gets me going like some deep conversation about campaign finance. This is it's going to be a riveting one, Tim. Oh, it's going to be so good. Oh, a, stick with us. You stick with us, guys. Don't leave gonna, yet. Don't leave you're gonna yet. Be, you're going to be so entertained. Mm-hmm. You're about to click out, but don't do it. Don't do it because Jimmy and I happen to be experts. We are experts. You know, Tim and I, we didn't go to lawyer school to be to become lawyers, but we've watched every episode of Law and Order, so we know what we're talking about. That's right. I went to lawyer school to be able to talk out of my ass about how I have a degree when I actually don't. Exactly. And and Tim and I may not know everything involved with the FEC, but we know that the FEC stands for furries eating cake. So right. you can trust so, us. So when somebody starts talking about the FEC, you're like, you speak up a little bit. And you're like, you know what? I've got some opinions on furries eating cake. And yeah. I would prefer that they eat an icebox cake. Have you ever had icebox cake, Jimmy? Is that like an ice cream cake? Oh, it's real good. It's not. It's like you got to take the layers and then you, you individually make them. You like smash them out and then you put them in the fridge and it like makes for like a really dense kind of like layer. Cake, whatever. Furries so you, egg. Wait, so you like bake the cake and then you smash it like some kind of fucking Neanderthal and then you put it in the freezer? Yeah. And the bigger the rock you smack it with, the more tasty it is. What the fuck? Yeah. It's absolutely delicious. What's your favorite kind of cake, Jimmy? Probably German chocolate cake. I'm a, I'm a German chocolate cake guy. German chocolate cake. I like German chocolate cake. What if I told you that my favorite kind of cake was uh, yellow cake with chocolate icing? That's pretty boring, huh? Pretty basic. You sound like my grandmother. But yeah. Uh, what if I told you that German chocolate cake isn't actually a cake from Germany? It was some guy whose last name was German who lived in New York who invented it. I would believe you as long as you didn't directly endorse the phrase. Oh. That makes a difference, right? I mean, like, you can't just, like, tell me to do something. Like, you kind of – you got to avoid 
eight magic phrases. You have to vote for the German chocolate cake. I I I think I'm still gonna vote the other way around. I'm I'm definitely gonna go more for the you have to. chocolate cake unless unless you do something uh, profound to say me otherwise. Well, what if I had an ad that said that every time you have a bite of lame ass yellow cake with chocolate icing, ten million babies get aborted? Oh man. That kind of bums me out. I, I would rather err more towards the German chocolate cake at this point. There you go. You shouldn't be allowed to say that, though. You, it's almost like you shouldn't. Yeah, you, but... you ought not to be able to say that. Why <laughs> Why? Why would you even say that? Like, that's, that's fucking mudslinging, man. It, but I can I can say that as long as I as long as long as I just tell you that you're literally going to be possessed by a demon every time you eat yellow box cake. And don't tell you that you have to vote for the German chocolate cake. It's somehow it's totally fine. It's okay. Mm. Yep, it sounds right. And so, what what are what are the eight words? So basically, if you're some dark, evil corporation, money McFiggins, and you <laughs> want to directly influence a campaign, you are allowed to spend as much fucking money as you want, mm-hmm. uh, as long as you don't say eight words. What are the That's eight right. magic words? That's right. Well, before we get to the eight magic words, I think it's good for a little bit of a history lesson. So uh, that, those eight magic words actually come from Buckley versus Vallejo, which was a very important uh, court case back in 1974 that amended the 1971 Federal Election Campaign Act, or FECA. Uh, now, what the FECA initially did was impose limits on various types of expenditures on or behalf of candidates running for federal office. Uh, and Buckley versus Vallejo moved a little bit closer to the right end of the political spectrum uh, by allowing soft money to become part of the game, right? Ooh-y. So, so what, what is, what's the difference between hard and soft money there, Jimmy? So soft money is okay, it's floppy, it. it's flaccid. Yeah, it's, exactly. <laughs> Where hard money is strong <laughs> and erect. Um, you can think of the uh, Washington Monument and other things that was built with hard money. No, so the difference is so hard money is money that's like being overseen by the FEC or IRS or other organizations, uh, making sure that it's being given and spent the appropriate ways. And soft money is money that's able to enter the discourse and the campaign, and it has little to no regulation. Absolutely. Uh, and, and in fact, yeah. Uh, According to Bucky versus Vallejo, as long as you did not expressly advocate for the election or defeat of candidates using these eight words or phrases, vote for, elect, support, cast your ballot for, uh, example, uh, name in the blank, for Congress, vote against, defeat, reject, or any variations thereof – then you essentially have soft money donations on your hands if your ad was to uh, indirectly support a candidate. Right. And uh, that's exactly what, what you're doing. Uh, like if, like Jimmy said earlier, if I wanted to say that German co- chocolate cake would give you cancer of the ass. Take it back. But it's it's going to happen. No. I mean, it, and it doesn't expressly say like, 
uh, we need to defeat German co- chocolate cake. That's that's fair game. I can do that yeah. under Buckley versus Vallejo. Yeah. Um, so following that, I suppose we can jump all the way up to 2002. We have the Bipartisan Campaign Reform Act of 2002, also called the McCain-Feingold Act. Uh, and this is also uh, one of the first major amendments uh, of the uh, of the FECA, you know, the Federal Election Campaign Act, uh, since the 1974 amendment that followed the Water- Watergate scandal. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> which is re- it's very convenient that those things were coincided. The Buckley versus Vallejo Act and the Watergate scandal were coincided within a, the same year. <laughs> yeah, you, you, it's almost as if we got some shady shit going on. It's like, well, maybe we need to fix this fucking mm-hmm. campaign shit. So they're going to try to pull it back uh, towards the other end of the political spectrum by eliminating increased use of this so-called soft money. Uh, and I think this is really where you can say that soft money absolutely enters the discourse as – as a phrase. Um, so you start to hear things like uh, PAC versus super PAC. So you have political action committees uh, who are uh, regulated. They can yeah. only receive and give a certain capped sum of money to uh, uh, formally support individual candidates. That's right. The limit is like – is like, uh, yeah, a PAC can only give $5,000 directly to a candidate, and then uh, the rest is all soft money. All they can do is any other extra money they have, they can only spend on campaign ads and shit. That's right. Uh, but on the other hand, these uh, the people who are going to take advantage of soft money uh, are going to be able to essentially give indefinitely as long as they're not formally endorsing anything. Uh, so let's see. Uh, what did this one actually do? So uh, we have that's my that's my study voice. Uh, so in case you guys have not already noticed, <laughs> this is a this is a pretty dense topic. Uh, and oh, it's so dense. We would encourage anybody who is who is substantially interested in any one of these acts to go do a little bit more research about it, especially if you have any type of uh, law discerning degree. Uh, and please get back to us. You know, like we understand that we might have a hundred percent right things and information to tell you, our listeners. Uh, but we can also stand a little bit of criticism if you guys want. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, this shit is dense like a delicious German chocolate cake, not like some shitty-ass air-filled <laughs> box yellow cake. With chocolate icing. With chocolate icing. Yeah, don't forget that part. That's pretty important. Remember to vote. <laughs> November. <laughs> insert date. Uh, so to talk a little bit more about the Bipartisan Campaign Reform Act, or BCRA, uh, we're trying to eliminate soft money. Uh, to fund or advertise political parties on behalf of the candidates. And prior to this law's enactment, the money was considered hard if it was raised in accordance with the limits and sources uh, and amounts specified by FECA as amended in 1974. Okay? Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's that's $1,000. Okay? $1,000 per candidate. That's what you can give. That's it. Okay? That's not a lot of money. That's, that's all the hard money. Uh Per election uh, and contributions by corporations and unions were fully prohibited. 
Uh, and that has been around since the 20th century. Uh, so that's forever, you know, forever, uh, ever. It makes a lot of sense because, you know, corporations and labor unions at opposite ends of the spectrum are the most powerful organizations of peoples that would be able to give substantial sums of money. And we'll get to that a little bit later as to why that absolutely should not be allowed. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Because money doesn't equal speech. Um, or does it? Ah, yeah. State state campaign finance rules uh, are different from federal laws and allowed these corporations and unions to donate to state parties and candidates in large, sometimes unlimited amounts. Uh, and these soft contributions uh, were ultimately funneled to federal candidates and national parties committees, uh, the Republican National Committee, the Democratic National Convention, all those kinds of peoples, uh, and were circumventing the FECA limits. Boom. Uh, shakalaka. So, yeah. Um and one of the reasons why this this actually occurred in 2002 was because of how apparent that practice was in the presidential elections of 96 and 2000. Um, which how you doing today? Ridiculously expensive. I, I think that's actually a good time to talk about how much money it takes to be elected president. I think it should only cost $1 to become president because the first president, George Washington, is on the $1 bill. Yeah. So I, I think it should that should just be a rule. Yeah, that, and, and everybody has oh, okay. Well, I don't want to say everybody has one dollar, but I feel like it's not that hard to come up with a single dollar. Everyone yeah, exactly. And therefore everybody has equal footing when it comes to at least beginning to become elected That's president right. of the United States or or you know what? It, it's probably too far to even say that because a lot of these political action uh, committees and, and special interest groups that are trying to elect officials are not trying to elect uh, presidential candidates per se, uh, but more so Congress peoples or they are trying to uh, write the policy in which Congress is ultimately going to, you know. Oh, yeah. Grace that wheel. Yeah. Make make sure to remind that candidate that you voted into office uh, with all your money said like, hey, I, I brought you into this world and I could take you the fuck out. Damn straight. Don't, don't you ever forget where that suit that super pack money come from. Don't you ever forget. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Snitches get stitches. Yeah. Now, now kiss me right on the cheek right yeah. there. <laughs> Hold my pocket. Oh, yeah. Hold my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like 70 year old uh senator like walking around holding this thug's pocket yeah like the <laughs> building like who let him in here <laughs> in here oh that, that's the person that uh bankrolled his entire campaign uh, he, he's yeah. gotta do whatever he says oh okay he'll hit him with that baseball bat if he doesn't yeah well, yeah I, I think i would have more respect if that's the way it actually worked if it wasn't all hidden in the guise of uh soft money if you just had to watch yeah. your i don't know political figures be uh accosted in the streets by um large donor thugs be yeah, that'd be great or like you walk around every time you see like mitch mcconnell there's like a there's like somebody like riding on his back yeah exactly it would be carry them. The, it would be the nra they would like just put like a fucking saddle on his back and be like yeehaw faster it's Char charlton heston he's just like riding on his back exactly cold dead hands <laughs> exactly. I fully support this man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, 
a, a good thing to look at in, in terms of, and this is a fantastic article. You get it from Investopedia. <laughs> I don't know if it's a, a legitimate source or not, but uh, definitely. Some it's got Pedia in the fucking title. So you know it's legitimate. It's Opedia. It's like an encyclopedia, but about investing things. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty great. Uh, so since uh, Abraham Lincoln, we have seen a 250-fold increase in presidential campaign spending to Barack Obama. Oh, uh, that's it? Yeah, ju- that's it. Just 250-fold, you know? I, I mean, that was, that's, that was... that's That's <laughs> even when you ingest for inflation. Okay. So take that into account. It's not just like, oh, you know, like, well, people are making a lot more money these days, so they got to spend more. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's just like, um, yeah, Abraham Lincoln literally won his election with a $1 bill. Like, he was, he spent more money than any other previous president. And, yeah. like, he, like, blew fucking Andrew Jackson out of the water, who spent a dime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Which could have bought a car back in the day, if they had them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Horse and buggy. That's right. I think could have bought them meals for a year. Exactly. Uh, buy, buy me two hundred bushels of wheat berries or something. Wheat berries? I don't know what a wheat berry is. Fuck. <laughs> I think it's just a piece of grain, right? It's just like a. That's a wheat berry. Uh, sure. Oh, fuck if I know. In nineteen ninety two, the combined campaigns of George H W Bush, Bill Clinton, and Ross Perot. Uh, spent about $300 million if you're to uh, adjust for inflation. So let's let's start right there. Uh, and then in the years following that, you have, uh, you know, multiple like million dollar increases. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. So we have uh, $2 million uh, with Bush versus Gore uh, nice. in, in the 2004 election, which was Bush versus Kerry. Is that right? Yeah. Um, was he Bush alone spent three hundred and forty five million, almost doubling what both of the candidates spent in mm. in the uh, previous election. He used to be an oil baron. That's right. And in 2008, uh, according to the Center for Responsive Politics, Barack Obama spent seven hundred and thirty million dollars. How you doing today? Pretty ridiculous, which was more than double what John McCain spent, about $333 million. Jeez. Yeah, it's, that's just ridiculous to even think about. Like, and that's, that's in a period of, you know, just, just barely more than 10 years. Like, yeah. you, you can see uh, this, like, triple uh, increase. Like, ugh, that's disgusting. <laughs> Pretty gross. Um, yep. And uh, let's hope it was worth it. Yeah, I can tell Spencer really like president. Uh, yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. The the total in the uh, in the election after was nine hundred ninety two million dollars. So we're getting real close to that billion mark. Mm-hmm. And then at the the two thousand sixteen election, we we busted out of the water. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, Hillary Clinton's campaign spent a total of seven hundred sixty eight million. And Donald Trump supposedly spent three hundred and ninety-eight million. Mm. Um, but so, this, but all this doesn't take into account soft money, right? This is like hard money, yeah, being spent by right. And this is the this is the first decline in decades. So we actually see, actually, yeah, we see a little bit of a, a decrease: uh, one point sixteen billion versus one point nine seven billion. 
Jeez. In oh. <laughs> wow. That's, that's pretty bogus. Wow. 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 Yeah. Wow. Uh, let's see. Uh, you can also see that uh, from the FEC, uh, Trump personally contributed $66 million towards his own campaign. Well, yeah. contributed $1.4 million. Yeah, she had that establishment money, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and why we say these things, of course, it, it is important to note that campaign financing is becoming increasingly – an increasingly more powerful tool uh, to you know sway the public opinion, uh, but more so that you just certainly cannot get into the game with a single dollar. Yeah, even a million dollars, or or five million dollars. Like you're going to have to be spending hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, and at least a couple million of your own money, in order to even have a shot. Yeah, in the near future, it might uh, billions might be the new norm. Mm -hmm. Spend a billion fucking dollars. Yeah. So, right after this, we have, of course, the probably the most most powerful uh, and and. I guess you'd call it a landmark case. Uh, Citizens United versus the Federal Election Commission, uh, January 21st of 2010. Uh, so this this essentially ruled that laws that prevented corporations and unions from using their general treasury funds for independent electioneering communications or political advertising, uh, that violated the First Amendment's guarantee of free speech. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Speech. So the the long short version of it is that money equals speech and so that you know and that since corporations are people right because you can only and that's the other thing it made it made corporations people because you can only restrict free speech like uh on individuals right because humans have rights corporations don't right they're corporations they're a business and so basically saying that yes these corporations should have free speech one uh, in in the thought of saying they're humans, which is fucked up and weird and uh, this whole thing. And then the second step of equating money to speech and saying that you can't restrict it. Yeah. So yeah. double fucked. Yeah, there's a, there's an interesting video on YouTube. What was the name of that video? Uh, PAX versus Super PACs. Yeah. The, that video, it was called uh, What's a Super PAC? What's a PAC? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a, that's a real simple... Uh, Easy way to understand the difference between the two things, uh, and also kind of shows how uh, you know one uh, political advocacy group can just outpower, out outvoice uh, oppositions just by funneling money um, into certain opinions uh, right. or certain advertisements. Right. Because so, yeah, PACs in themselves have a lot more restrictions on how much they can spend Mm -hmm. um and with this uh so PACs can give five thousand dollars directly to the candidate super PACs can't give any mother to the any any money any money to the candidate directly but the the uh the unlimited free speech unlimited money aspect of it means they can spend as much money as they want on ads Mm -hmm. uh unregulated just go at it no one cares as long as you don't say the eight magic buzzwords that's right. Uh, that you're you're totally free to do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that okay? Should that should it be allowed? Let's play let's play a little devil's advocate, huh? Yeah, sure. Um, which which one do I get to be? 
I don't know which one do you think would be easier to argue. I want to be the devil. You always get to play the devil, and then I have to get <laughs> mad and like yell at you. And, uh, and that, I want to see how this feels. I, I might not be good at it because I'm so staunchly against it. Uh, it's okay. I think you're going to do fine. Uh, okay, so let's start out. Um, yes, it should be allowed. That's my start. <laughs> we should have super packs. Uh, okay, so you shouldn't have super packs because uh, having uh, an excessive volume to be able to drown out your opposition mm-hmm. causes an unfair advantage uh, and ultimately uh, delays or completely inhibits the democratic process uh, because people do not have uh, an, an, an equal amount of voice in the process. Well, why not? Why don't they just work together? They can choose to work together and put their monies towards whatever candidate that they want to. Nothing's saying that individuals can't uh, use their their individually earned wealth to spend on whatever candidate they want to. Okay. Um, so does it matter where you're getting your wealth from? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So if I was to say, like, steal money. Like if I was if I was going to take something that was not mine, or yeah. I had a like a Ponzi scheme or something like that, right? Uh, and then I was to funnel all of that money into uh, political advertisements in order to make it more okay to steal said money. Let's say, what, are you are you equating uh, corporations with Ponzi schemes? This is that, that's no, no, not no, a, no, 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 not that's, what is this some straw man argument? You're just, trying to what if you make what, make you, me into a scarecrow so you can set me on fire? Oh damn it. This is hard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not so fun, is it, Tim? Yeah, not really. <laughs> it sucks. It's easier to be the bad guy. Yeah. Um, I have money. I should be allowed to spend it. This is America. We have freedoms, Tim. Okay. Uh, so, well, that would essentially mean that you would always have uh, wealthy elected officials, right? I, I, there's nothing. There's nothing inherently wrong with that. Guess not. But people that are poor could also make good leaders. I mean, theoretically, you could have a super PAC rally behind some poor person. I just don't. I, it, it's just you have to be like hand chosen by either the PAC super PACs or uh, other or, or or like the the um, Republican Party or like the DNC. You have to have those people line up with you so they can get their ducks in a row. And just start funneling money into your campaign. Because, I mean, even in the case with, when we just said Hillary earlier, she, I say only, it's a shit ton of money. She spent, you know, over a million dollars, right? But the vast majority of the money that she spent was not out of her pocket. Yeah. She spent like 1.9, 1.4. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Shit ton of fucking money. But it's um, the vast majority of the money spent. So... But yeah, I don't know. Um, What's the difference between uh, the effect that super PACs can have on uh, the campaigns of individuals and having some kind of shadow-esque monarchy in which the super PAC is merely leading behind of some type of figurehead? I'm, try, I'm, I'm trying to decode your analogy, but I can't do it. My brain isn't strong enough. Okay, so uh, with, as is with most monarchies, you have 
uh, a like a, some type of parliament system or you know some type of group of advisors that are actually ruling behind of the person who is the monarch. Because okay, yeah. One oh, person yes. is not necessarily going to know all of the things that they need to do, all the decisions. They need to be informed in some way or another. So isn't this like a modern-day example of that where you have all these yes. super PACs that are like, we're going to provide you with the funds to be able to win the election, but in essence, you know, you're going to be indebted to us. You know, not literally, but if you want our assistance in the future and, exactly. of course, because, you know, money is speech, money is power, yes. we're going to be able to help you as long as you know we scratch each other's backs yeah absolutely it, it definitely uh from the standpoint of like making political change that's going to be effective and uh, especially in the cases of laws that hold corporations uh, accountable for their actions yeah when you're taking that amount of money it definitely uh de-incentivizes you to have strong opinions against them uh for absolutely um and so i yeah i know i i get i get the analogy now yeah it's um it's almost as if <laughs> they shouldn't be allowed to do it right yeah but there's no way to uh, define like we were talking about before the beginning of the episode there's no way to clearly define uh what is and is not clear endorsement as long as they don't use those magic phrases right uh, so uh, one of the uh, one of the proposed bills uh, as of let's see this would be uh, January yeah January, uh, January the For the People Act, um, which is in part meant to reduce the influence of money on politics. Uh, let's see who we have. Uh, we have uh, House Judiciary Chairman Jerry Nadler, who's a Democrat from New York, uh, who is. I guess really putting the sights on the National Rifle Association uh, as to why generally popular background checks on gun sales haven't been passed. Uh, also pointing out the pharmaceutical industry and its army of lobbyists uh, as to why prescription drug costs uh, caps were not implemented. Uh, so yeah, we, we have a lot of commercial incentive to make sure uh, or, you know, we have commercial incentives to elect certain officials that are going to speak favorably towards policies that we would want to you know, be put in place, you know, speaking from the perspective of the political action committees, of course. Um, and uh, this bill is trying to curb their influence. Yeah. So, and it's and it still hasn't been passed yet, but also hasn't been completely vetoed or destroyed yet. They're currently in the process of amending what's written in it, uh, hopefully for the better. It obviously, I mean, it probably wouldn't solve all the issues. I don't think any one bill uh, could, but at the same time, at least it's making the attempt to overturn some uh, very nasty uh supreme court cases with the citizens united and the buckley versus vallejo as well as uh making the the money donated more transparent which doesn't stop the money from being there but it, if you know where it's coming from I, I think it allows you to make future uh actions and it, it doesn't quite uh, explain this part but it also trying to 
make regulations for digital ads since there's not really any uh, at this point. They're becoming such a large part of the election process with everyone being online on Facebook mm-hmm. and otherwise. So, yeah, hopefully they can get it through. Hopefully it, it makes it makes some good change, lowers the amount of weird money in the elections. Yeah, this is a – interestingly enough, this bill actually has a little bit to do with some of those 501 organizations, uh, non-organizations. Oh, yes. uh, from what we uh, – a little bit of what we talked about in our previous episode, uh, right. 501c3 organizations. These are 501c4 nonprofits, uh, yes. politically active uh, dark money organizations, which I can only assume is a pejorative phrase meant to denote super PACs. Right. And yeah. <laughs> their in their contributions. Exactly. Uh, so this this bill, uh, speaking practically, would require those organizations to disclose contributions of more than ten thousand um, dollars. But then again, like if if those organizations don't clearly advertise that that money is being dark or, you know, like I, I would I would just say like anything that. I guess they could just do it in total, right? Like $10,000 going towards any of those 501c4 uh, companies automatically needs to be disclosed as to where it's going. You know, I mean, or you could just do it. Maybe you could do like a bunch of contributions of like 9,999. Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) And and of course they're allowed to give to other uh, 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 various campaign groups as well. Right. So how exactly do you, do you do that if you're opposing a limit on $10,000? I suppose it makes it a little bit less organized and it puts it in the hands of more people. Uh, but that's still, I don't know. That's the, that's that, that crowd mentality. It doesn't always work out. You know, more people don't necessarily have the right answer. You know, don't, yeah. don't ever underestimate the, uh, the power of dumb people in large groups. Have you ever done a group project, Tim? It sucks. The more people you get in there, the more complicated. No one knows who's doing what. And basically, everyone ends up just one person does all the work and everyone else benefits from it. It's not a good idea. Yeah, the sweet spot in a group project is two. <laughs> any, yeah. any more than that, and you increase the likelihood that there's going to be one person just sitting out. Uh, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Like, And the more people you add, of course, there's that diffusion of responsibility. Um, but anyway, uh, I digress. <laughs> Separate issue. Yeah, they suck. Group projects suck. <laughs> These Democrats need to pull their heads out of their asses and pass some group project laws in this country. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our, our young peoples and all of their academic institutions will never be plagued by the aspect of a group project ever again. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> Make it illegal. Very nice. Yep. Yep. Can't do it. You just can't, can't do it. Not not allowed. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Uh, that's great. Uh, so, hmm. So, what about uh, wearing a t-shirt at the polls? Can I do that? Yeah, I think so. I don't think I read anywhere it says you can't. I mean, it's, it's allowed, right? Yeah. Well, let's see. Uh, so we have. Should it not be? Well, we have something as- that I don't know. Uh, so the aspect of like trying to influence an election, electioneering, right? Yeah. And then passive electioneering is like uh, bringing signs or T-shirts to a polling place. Uh, uh-huh. 
And it seems like in some areas, uh, in Virginia and New York, both ban this practice. You're not allowed to do that. But everywhere else, um, well, hold on. Uh, there are six states, uh, Maine, Montana, New York, Vermont, Virginia, and Kansas prohibit wearing campaign buttons, stickers, and badges inside polling places. Okay. And uh, efforts to enforce similar bans are headed to court in Pennsylvania soon. Uh, and that that ban, uh, of course, in, in some ways, that violates the, uh, the First Amendment right to free speech. But it also prevents people from, uh, you know, like – bullying out opposition like what if you go to a polling place and every other person there is wearing buttons t-shirts and carrying signs of the opponent i mean it's it's going to be a little at least a little bit intimidating right i guess so yeah i would probably i guess it could be a little bit intimidating but at the same time what kind of little punk ass is gonna be like i guess i gotta vote for them now yeah (laughs) i'm gonna completely change my worldview well, and everything I believe is stand for it. I'm just going to vote with that person. It, it might not, you know, it might not change their decision, but it might cause them to not go to the polling place at all. Oh uh, yeah, Maybe. because they know that it's like that's that's the side of town that they want to avoid because everybody there is ideologically opposed to what they believe. I mean, if you're looking at the whole like, you know, bipartisan institution of politics that we seem to have in the United States of America. Just like have like this unseemly guy out front, like wearing a political shirt of whatever candidate they, they're pro for and this like punching their fist into their open palm over and over again. As you like enter, like what's yeah. that guy doing? Yeah. Um, I find it a little bit obnoxious when people are just trying to like hand you uh, sample ballots. Uh, okay. Like, Oh, would you like one of these? And they give you a sample ballot, and it like has it checked off as to what you should vote for. You know, wait, what? Like you're just a like a fucking dumbass. You never had that happen? No, I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh yeah, they, well they they certainly do it in Virginia where I live. What the fuck? Yeah, they, they'll give you a sample ballot, and it, it'll it'll just have like all of the uh, you know all of the candidates that they support checked Hell? off, and yeah, it's weird. Like, oh, I guess I'll just copy this. Well, I. I don't know. Maybe some people are actually that dumb. I mean, they wouldn't. They wouldn't do it if it. I want to pass the test. I want to get a hundred. I got to make sure I check off all the same ones that are on the sample ballot. Yeah. There's only one correct answer. Ugh. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, let's see. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's not necessarily the same thing, because I mean, it it is restricting the free speech of the individual peoples. Um, but you also shouldn't have a majority that bullies a minority. That's that's certainly not okay. Not cool, man. So not cool. how would you regulate something like that? I mean, like you can you can ban it outright, but what if I'm wearing a, a MAGA hat to the polling place? Like that's not officially know. endorsing any particular candidate, but everybody knows what it means. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like people should be able to wear whatever they want. Honestly, I don't really care on a personal level. Um, much more upset about the monies in the politics. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the one thing I would be against is like people with like signs and bullshit outside, like bugging me. I'm like, just cause I don't like those people in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I actually hate it. Uh, yeah. Even if they're from my own party and they give me like a sample ballot and like, I agree with mm-hmm. them, it yeah. makes me dislike them. 
Like, it's like, like stop like, it. Fuck are you Let doing? me think yeah. for myself. Yeah, you're making you're making our party look bad or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> our party. <laughs> it's ours. Like it's, it's my party. Yeah. It's like me saying it's like, oh yeah, our team went to the Super Bowl this year. It's like, hey, what, what are you talking about? Like you're not on the team. Exactly. What, what are what are you doing? <laughs> exactly. No, it's so true. Yeah. yeah. At what and can you actually say that you belong to uh, a, a a political organization? Like, because I voted for it? Like, yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. Honestly, I think that's part of the issue with our politics in general is it's basically become a sporting event. Mm-hmm. People are people are only motivated by spite. Yeah. Um, like, hoping their dude wins so they can watch the other team, air quotes team, mm-hmm. uh, lose their shit and cry and eat their own tears. <laughs> and then everyone just tunes out until the next election to where they can take part in the spectacle all over again. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, just one little other thing just to give an idea because we've been talking about PAX so much. There's a, a chart. This is from 2010, so it's a little bit outdated, but it's the most recent one we got. And it's take takes into account where all of the donations come from for uh, as far as uh, – funding any particular campaign and for congressional candidates in 2010 48% of the monies came from PACs. For, whoa. Okay, so nearly half of the money came from PACs. That's pretty yep. ridiculous. With the the other the, the the second is wait. No, I'm a fucking idiot. I'm going to cut that. I'm going to say I'm colorblind. God damn it. Honestly, I can't tell now. I can't tell the green from the orange. Tim, look at this shit. Tell me which one's which. All right. Send it I'm fucking stupid. Oh, I, uh, colorblind people are not stupid. We are, that's uh, no. not what we meant to say. No, I'm stupid. <laughs> I can say it. It's my disability. Um, Is PAX 48% or 23%? I can't tell now. Okay. We have PAX is 23%. Okay. Well, okay, so we've got we've got a pie here that we're looking at. Source of funds for 2010 congressional candidates, uh, and it looks like 48%, almost half, comes from large donations from individuals. Well, that's defined. Uh, yeah, so large donations from individuals. Yeah, so that sounds to me like uh, some richy make rich person be like, here you go, my limit's giving you this much money, take yeah. it. Uh, um, let's see. The limit for 2012 is $2,500 per person per candidate for each election or $5,000 for the entire election cycle covering both primary and general elections. What's important to note about this chart is this is from 2010 and the um, Citizens United versus the FEC, that didn't happen until 2010. So we, we would have to look at one of these pie charts that's more recent to get a better idea of how mm-hmm. the funding of PACs has changed since then yes because yeah this is this doesn't tell us i wonder let me see if i can find something maybe it'll be i, I do kind of uh, like this open secrets.org website though it's pretty yeah, it's nice <laughs> uh have you ever donated to a candidate uh i did for the first time yeah the if other you- day if you don't mind disclosing, how much did you donate there, Jimmy? Uh, $27. Oh, hell yeah. That's a lot of money, dude. Big spender. Yeah, dude. I'm going to fuck. I bought out that fucking election, dude. 
Yeah. They're not going to know what hit them. You did it. And then, like, you're going to, like, call them on the phone and be like, hey, you remember that time I gave you $27? Yeah. You piece of shit. If you ever yeah. want that sweet, sweet $27 ever again from me, you better do what I fucking say. Hold my pocket. Hold my pocket. Hold my motherfucking pocket. Carry me around. Come on. <laughs> Let me jump on your back. Yeah, I really wish I, I could. Yeah, let me ride your back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I, I can't find another pie chart that goes into the percentages. So now that the information we just gave is worthless because it's not recent and too much, too much shit has changed. At what point do you think they're just going to allow those individuals to sit in on Congress? Like, like for example, like well, Mitch McConnell can't make it in today. So, you know. Jim Coke is going to sit in for him. You know, like, just like oh, here we go. Boop, doop, 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 doop. Oh, just sitting there. Oh. Like, I'm just sitting in for, for Mitch today. Don't worry about it. I'm just going to get all those. Okay, so this is so this is so I found a more recent one. So I might end up cutting all the shit about me being colorblind. So a lot of that was worthless. But so this one I can read. The colors are good. So as we this one, it doesn't have a 2010, but it's got a 2008 and it has a 2016 one. So the money spent by PACs in 2008 was 21% of the total spending, uh, which aligns pretty well with the one we had before, which said it was 23% for 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we got to think 2010, uh, Citizens United got passed, and then PACs could spend as much as they wanted as corporations and shit like that. And so in 2016, the effect that political action committees had on the election was 46%. Jeez. So from 20. So this is a direct result that we can see how that uh, one Supreme Court case affected it because it was 20% for a long time, like 2000, 21%, 2004, 25%, 2008, 21%, 2012, it, it had been passed. Uh, there were a lot of spends, which was one. It went up uh, a significant amount to 31%, so a 10% increase. But then 2016, it's just balls to the wall, 46%, which is gross. That is pretty gross. Are there any silver linings for this, Jimmy? Uh, the silver lining is that we live in a democracy. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we can pass laws and we can change it. Uh, this doesn't have to be the way we conduct ourselves forever. We're always at liberty to elect candidates that care about this issue and want to change it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just... Make sure you know where your uh, your candidates are getting their money from and this, if they have a vested interest for making the shit better or m- whether they, they benefit from this shitty system. And which is one of the inherent issues with democracy is what, electing people to go in and fix it because more likely than not, they benefit from the system the way it is, which enables them to get there in the first place. Yeah, right. they have to essentially be turncoats at that point. It's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to forego all of the benefits that got me here in the first place and try to change something that obviously is working for me. Exactly. Yeah. So it's pretty busted. Just, just be, I guess, but, you know, there's a few candidates. So I'm not going to say who they are. There's a few candidates out there that don't necessarily benefit from these packs or benefit uh, from a lesser degree. And so those are the ones you want to look out for and. The true underdogs. Support. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this is this is certainly something to be cynical about. Um, so cynical. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if, if this is going to be fixed anytime soon. I mean, we already got one bill being passed to that would literally change this. It would overturn 
uh, Citizens United, like just overturning Citizens United would be a great step in the right direction. But then it's all, it was also trying to accomplish a bunch of other things. So it could happen. We'll see. Maybe it'll get amended so much that it won't even be the same bill it went in with and it will do nothing. But we'll see. Yeah. Here, here. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> money is bad. I like money. Give me the money. Stop spending it on packs. <laughs> Uh, so I got I got somebody's name wrong earlier. Jim Jim Coke, that's that's the that's like the head brewer or the owner of Sam Adams. What the fuck? <laughs> I, like, I know I'd heard that name somewhere else before. I was like, wait a second. I think I'm talking. I think I'm talking about Charles Coke. That's the guy I'm talking about. Is that one of the Coke brothers? No, 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 no. Jim Coke is not. No, but it's Charles Coke. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh. And one of them in particular, because I'm doing a little bit of research on the side here, uh, Fred Koch uh, yeah. is one of the founding members of the John Birch Society. Have you ever heard of this? Oh, gee, no, that's, but it's probably evil and awful. It is an advocacy group supporting anti-communism and limited government described Christ. as radical right and far right organization. That's like most of the organizations that they fund, but please continue. It, it's pretty great. Uh, let's see. Bircherism is a term that that came from this uh, businessman and founder Robert W. Welch Jr. born in 1899 developed an organizational infrastructure in 1958 of chapters worldwide and after an early rise of membership and influence uh, efforts uh, to raise a you know conservatism uh, being identified as a fringe element of the conservative movement and mostly in the fear of the radicalization of the American right uh, so this is some some pretty pretty weird shit. Um, yeah, yeah, it's fascinating. Well, I mean, yeah. For further research, y'all look this up. This is great. Yeah, yeah. Look, <laughs> yeah. We could honestly do an entire episode on the Koch brothers and why they're evil. Probably could. Yeah. Because I had the Patriot Movement. Nice. They're horrible. Like all anti climate change science and so many other things have been directly funded because through them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, they're so evil. The Southern Poverty, the SPLC or Southern Poverty Law Center uh, lists them as uh, extreme anti-government doctrines. Pretty nice. Yeah. No, they, they're really old. They should die any second. Hopefully they do. Um, yeah. Pretty nice. They are, they are a threat to democracy and all things good. <laughs> It always have been. Oh man, Ugh. we need a. You know what? Maybe we should like have a palate cleanser next week. Have like a. Yeah. You know, some, some little, little bit, little bit less uh, real, apparent, and detrimental to yes. all of us yeah. as, as American We're citizens. Try to have a balance between having informative yeah. episodes that actually learn and grow the brains of all of our brave listeners, and then. <laughs> Also, we're not charlatans. Yeah, no, yeah. we're 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 making you smarter. You're gonna be so smart. More smarter. More smarter. Where's the water? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, I guess it's about that time in the episode yeah, where we start yeah. to talk about the things that make us sad. Oh, dude, it's so fucking sad. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. So, uh, so what about it, Jimmy? What's making you sad? I'm sad because I'm fucking hungover and I feel bad 
and because I drink too much because I'm stupid. <laughs> I make bad choices. And um, and I got puke on my pants. All my things Ew. I'm sad about. <laughs> I didn't change my pants. You got puke on your pants. <laughs> yeah, I together, Jimmy. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, my shit's not together. Yeah, last night I, I ate some lasagna and didn't settle with me very well. And um, yep, I see. It was bad. I feel bad. I feel 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 really bad. I hope I didn't sound like I was dying. I feel awful. It's okay. I wasn't going to comment on it, but now that you mention it, <laughs> good. How you feeling, dude? You're fine. <laughs> uh, I'm feeling. I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, what's making me sad though? Uh, so yeah, I try to like. I try to be presentable. You know, like I, I try to. I try to look as though I am like you got your shit together. Yeah, that I got my shit together. Don't have puke on my pants. You know. Yeah. No. I yeah. I'm feeling that department right now. And. Uh, you know, I, I experiment sometimes. You know, I have uh, I have this new haircut. Yeah. And it happened to get in uh, in Louisville, Kentucky. Those those guys are some some hell of some haircutters, man. Yeah. That's pretty great. And uh, you know, give me one of those like real fashionable hairstyles, right? And then I try to put some some product in it. I try to put a little pomade in my hair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be like one of those classic dudes from like 1960s or whatever pomade with. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Uh. And I put it in my hair, and it's like it, it like makes it look like I got like a shit ton of dandruff in my hair, or it might be that I have dandruff in my hair. I don't know, but it looks gross, and it's the exact opposite look I want to go for. Well, I've used pomade before, and I never had that issue. So maybe we should have a talk about pomade after this and see. I can well, give you some classy tips. We're using no some one, different pomades, I guess. I no one appreciates it. pomade tips more than from a guy with puke on his pants. Yeah, <laughs> let me tell you about pomade, okay? <laughs> I know everything you want to know. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess uh, suffice it to say it doesn't always work out how you expect it to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, man. Well, haircut looked great. Oh, thanks, man. I saw it. looked good. You should you should ask those guys what they put in your hair. It looked like they put something in your hair. It looked nice. It's positive. It's a ding. Makes yeah. me feel good. Makes me feel real good. Oh, good. So good. All right. So if you want to tell us about how good you guys feel or about the amount of puke on your pants, you can contact us in several locations. We would, That's right. We'd very much like to hear from you. Where can they find us, Jimmy? All right, so if you need to find us, you can find us on Facebook, Searching Cynic Empowerment. You can also find us on Twitter, and you can tweet at us at CynicEmpowerMe1, or you can send us an email at CynicEmpowerment at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. It would be super. It would be a super pack of a good time if you would email us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. We really would like to hear from you. and one of these days, we'll do another one of those uh, those listener response episodes that you guys seem to love so much. Oh, yes. Yes. Once we have enough of those, we will do that, and you guys can listen to it, and it will be great. <laughs> yeah, precisely. <laughs> uh, That's how it works, right? Yeah. In the meantime, we can just revel in this, this wonderful free speech land. Yeah. Which everyone is treated fairly. And right. express themselves in any way that they see fit within or outside of the confines of the law. 
That's right. Tip and I are actually going to be incorporated. So you know last week we established that we're a church and a nonprofit organization. Yep. But we're now we're branching into corporatizing. So that way we can go ahead and start our own super PAC. Mm-hmm. So, you know, keep sending money to our church, keep sending money to our nonprofit, but be sure to give money to our super PAC so we can start uh, our political ads mm-hmm. uh, for uh, the candidates of our choosing. We're not really so concerned about who you want to get elected, but please give us money. Yeah, give us money and we'll support who we see fit because uh, <laughs> screw you, we know best. Exactly. Yeah. We we got it covered. Don't worry. That's right. Yeah, we got, yeah. We got, Don't worry. We got your. Well, it, it's it's a lot of work to think about who you want to support and spend your money on. Let us do the work for you. This is a gift. Mm-hmm. This is a uh, Jimmy and Timmy's closed eyes and open hands political action committee. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a great name. Yep. I like it. It's <laughs> perfect. Beautiful. Got a nice ring to it. Really rolls off the tongue. Yes. All right. Well, close your eyes and see you next week. <laughs> yeah. Keep your head up. We'll catch you next time. Bye bye. Man. Ah.